Shalom, and thank you for listening to sermons from Tikvat Israel, a Messianic synagogue in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. Listening to the podcast is great, but we would love to meet you in person. All are welcome, and that includes you. So if you want the full experience, please join us Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for our worship service at the corner of Arthur Ashe Boulevard and Grove in the historic synagogue across from the Art Museum. Can't make it in person? No problem. We are also live streaming on YouTube. Contact our administrator at tikvatdirector at gmail.com for the link during the week, or contact us on our website, tikvatisrael.com. There, you can also support the ministry, learn more about Messianic Judaism, and find helpful resources. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His Word. I'd like to address a question that I know is on everyone's minds this morning. Is a hot dog a sandwich? I know you've been thinking about it. I've certainly been thinking about it. But before we unpack this important question, let's remind ourselves of the theme this year and the last two sermons that I've given on this theme in this series. So our theme is Avodah. Isn't this a nice graphic that Meggie made? I really like this. So Avodah is a Hebrew word and includes the ideas of prayer, worship, service of the heart, and vocational work. I started this year by talking about Avodah as including almost everything we do, like doing the dishes is Avodah, taking care of our family or our pets is Avodah, it's service, it's work. And in other words, everything that we do can be thought of as working as unto the Lord. We serve, we help, we love others, facing the Lord, before the Lord. I also mentioned in this first sermon how Avodah makes us like priests. Our worship and service means that we mediate blessing between God and others. The next sermon on Avodah last week was titled, Your Labor is Not in Vain. Our work and relationship with God is based on emunah, which is not just faith, but also what? Trust and faithfulness. We remember that God is looking for great faith. In other words, he's looking for great faithfulness to do the work, the avodah, of blessing others and praying for healing and seeking the kingdom and proclaiming the gospel in spite of our apparent failures or successes. We just keep going because we trust him. And that brings us to today's message, avodah, is a hot dog a sandwich? I think it would be helpful here is to take a look at the sandwich matrix so we understand the boundaries of sandwichness. I think that'll really help us unpack this. So you can see here we have structure on the left and then we have ingredients on the top. Now ingredient purist and structure purist, that would be if it has the classic sandwich toppings and then the structure is a classic sandwich shape which would be, of course, two pieces of bread. Now, unfortunately, this example of the ideal sandwich is a BLT. I'm sorry about that. It's not kosher. So the whole thing, we just gotta throw out the whole thing. No, I think it's good. But we see in the middle here, what do we have? We have the hot dog. To say that a hot dog is a sandwich means that we are neutral on the ingredients. It's kind of, you know, vaguely savory and neutral on the structure, right? It's basically two separate things that are kind of separate and it's kind of bread. 
It's a bun, so it's this is in the middle. And then you have, I love this, radical sandwich anarchy. A Pop-Tart is a sandwich. <laughs> Ingredient rebels and structure rebels. So you can take a look at this later. Let's take a pulse now of the community. Let's just take an informal survey. If you're watching on YouTube, please write this in the comments. All those who believe that a hot dog is a sandwich, please raise your hand. All right, all right, that's most of us. Okay, those who say the hot dog is not a sandwich, raise your hand. Robert, you raised your hand twice. <laughs> Don't think I didn't see that. All right, now why am I bringing up this important question? I want to encourage you to be a hot dog. If a hot dog is a sandwich, then be a hot dog. Your avodah, your work, your prayers, your service, your worship may not look like what folks think of when they say work or prayer. It might have the basic ingredients, but it might look different than what is usually expected. It might not look like the person next to you who is praying or working. I've heard many teachers and books recommend a particular time to pray. What do you think that time is? The morning. Have you ever heard that? Have you ever read that? Have you ever heard a, a preacher or a teacher say, the best time to pray is when? Right when you get up. Yeah. Well, what if you can't? What if that doesn't work for you? Does that mean you can't pray? You're not a sandwich? No, you can be a sandwich. Be a hot dog. Be a hot dog sandwich, right? There's some folks, some folks that wake up way before the rooster. They wake up, you know, 3, 4 a.m., and they're praying. You know, I used, to be, I used to be jealous of some of those folks. It used to kind of make me mad. I'm like, you're making me look bad. <laughs> but that's okay. That's what works for them. They're, they're a different kind of sandwich. Maybe not a hot dog. Maybe they're um, a burrito. <laughs> Who said that? Roberto? All right, yeah. Maybe if you wake up early to pray, you're a burrito. You're still a sandwich. It's earlier than I could do it, but go for it. Some folks don't like to read. They just don't like to read. So how are they gonna read the Bible in their devotional time? What do they do? Well, maybe they listen to it on an app. Maybe they discuss it with a family member or a friend that kind of helps them to engage with the scriptures. God made you unique with unique strengths and unique weaknesses. You might be a sandwich, but you don't have to look like every other sandwich. You could be a hot dog. You could be a burrito. You could be the way that God designed you to be. Trust me, I was once actually a hot dog, and I have visual proof. See? I was a hot dog. This was for Purim, thank God. It wasn't just like <laughs> regular Saturday service. Everyone else was dressed up in a costume. But as you can see, I am very comfortable being a hot dog because that was my role for this particular festival and I embraced it and that's okay. So why should you be a hot dog too? Well, because God has not made you a loser, but a wiener. No, I'm sorry. Look, I'm gonna give it to you straight. I have this dad card 
And if I don't make a certain number of dad jokes, you know, terrible puns, they'll take away my card. Okay, you gotta understand. I have to include a certain number in every sermon or they'll take away my dad card and I would be very sad. So please bear with me. What was I? Oh yes, he has made you uniquely you. And your avodah, your work and your worship is not like someone else's. We're not all paid for our work. A lot of people are paid for their job, but some people aren't. Some people are doing it in a different capacity. We don't all serve in a way that people can see us. We have an awesome, amazing worship team of worshipers that are up here on the stage. But there's a lot of other people serving in the community that you don't see. They're not visible, but they're serving behind the scenes. And they're not doing it to be seen, they're doing it as unto the Lord, as the worship team. They're not doing it to be seen, but they just happen to be more visible, and that's okay. There's different roles, there's different things. Not everyone is good at being organized. Not everyone is good at multitasking, or singing, or coming up with hot dog puns. Apparently I'm not good at it. We don't all pray at the same time of day. We don't all pray in the same prayer language. I've seen some communities and some leaders sort of hyper-focus on one aspect of prayer. Like, if you don't do this, then you are deficient or something like that. And I'm here to say, no way. Here's how Paul puts it in 1 Corinthians 12. Now, there are various kinds of gifts, but the same ruach, that is, the Holy Spirit. There are various kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are various kinds of working, but the same God who works all things and all people. He could say, he might as well say, there's various kinds of sandwiches. We're not all hot dogs. Some of us are burritos. It's okay. Paul probably didn't know about that, but it's not his fault. But to each person is given the manifestation of the ruach, the spirit, for the benefit of all. For to one is given through a ruach a word of wisdom, to another a word of knowledge, according to the same ruach, right? These are words that the Lord gives a person to encourage others. That's something that only God would know. And this is one of the gifts of the Spirit. And some of us have it, and some of us don't. And that's okay. Another faith by the same ruach. To another, gifts of healings by the one ruach. Some of us, if we pray for someone in trusting, they will be healed. And others, we don't have that gift. Is that okay? Paul says that's okay. To another, working of miracles. To another, prophecy. Another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same ruach activates all these things, distributing to each person individually as he wills. As he wills. For just as the body is one and has many parts, and all the parts of the body, though many, are one body, so also is Messiah. So in one ruach, we are all immersed into one body, whether Jewish or Greek, slave or free, and all were made to drink of one ruach. For the body is not one part, but many. If the foot says, since I am not a hand, I am not part of the body. How ridiculous would that be? The ear says, well, since I'm not an eye, I'm not part of the body. Doesn't make any sense. What would you say to the ear? How would you encourage the ear? Listen, listen here. If you say listen, you would say what? Because he's saying, I want to be an eye. What would you say to him? Just be an ear. God made you an ear to listen, to do the strengths that an ear has. He didn't make you like an eye. And that's okay. That's how God designed you. He gave you those strengths and those weaknesses. So let's keep going. A hot dog cannot say, 
for example, I wish I was a more traditional sandwich, like a Reuben. God made you with those ingredients, with those gifts of the Spirit. You might gain, you might increase a gift or two along the way as you walk with God, but no one is going to have all of the gifts. Why is that? That's on purpose, because we need each other. (laughs) I need you, and you need me. We're interdependent. That's what makes us a body, the body of Messiah, or a local body of a congregation. What do you think of this prayer? I'm going to say it, and feel free to repeat after me and say amen if you agree. Lord, you agree so far? Okay, repeat that. Lord, I thank you for my strengths because they help me do my calling and purpose and find joy in it. They help me to seek you in prayer and worship. And Lord, I thank you for my weaknesses. Was that harder to say? (laughs) Lord, I thank you for my weaknesses because they keep me humble. They keep me reliant on you. And they keep me from trying to do it all perfectly or all by myself. Amen. All right. It's about progress. It's not about perfection. It's about moving forward over time. There was something that I felt like I should fast in order to kind of move to the next season of my life. And I talked with my wife and we decided that fasting from food wasn't really going to work for me. But there were other things that I could fast from. Remember I talked about the one thing that you crave? There's a lot of stuff on here and there's notification, even like seemingly innocent things like email. I could just always check my email. So I was thinking about this, it's like, okay, I'm gonna try to fast. I try to just refrain on my phone and I have this app that makes it more minimalist so it makes it easier. And I was like getting around that, (laughs) so it didn't work. And then I called my wife and I was like, you know what, I think I need a minimalist phone. They sell these phones that just has maps and podcasts and messaging and that's it. And I was like, if I just do that, And my wife was saying, well, that's pretty drastic. (laughs) Why don't you just get rid of those apps on the phone that you have so you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars? I I should have listened to her, right? (laughs) At the time, I was arguing with her. I was like, no, I I need to fast from these things. You don't understand. And then a few days later, another friend of mine said the exact same thing. And I was like, yep, you know what? You're right. I can just turn off. And that means I also need to say something else. Honey, you were right. Why am I telling you this story? As of today, I have these apps that are off. There's no email on my phone, there's no things, but it took me a while to get there. It wasn't like a straight path. I was struggling with it. I tried something, it didn't work, so I tried something else, that didn't work. I tried to listen to my wife, and I should have if I'd done that at first, maybe I wouldn't have gone through all of that. (laughs) So that's a lesson in and of itself, I think. The point is that sometimes it's kind of like this. We are moving upward, we're moving toward the Lord, and we're doing our avodah, but it's not always perfect. In fact, it's never, it's never perfect, because we, we try something. We're about to go into the part of the Torah which tells the story of Jacob. If you want to learn about <laughs> being an imperfect person <laughs> and trying something and conniving and, and character issues, just read that with us. Read that with the rest of the Jewish community because Jacob's story is not so much about him because he's got a lot of issues, but it's about the faithfulness of God. The Lord is known as the God of Jacob. He's called the God of Israel, which means the Jewish people, but it also means this guy. God linked his own identity to this dubious, 
conniver <laughs> because of his love, his love for us. So we don't have to be perfect. And sometimes we think there's this perfect sandwich that we have to be. It's just not the case. It's not helpful. Just be a hot dog or a burrito. Sometimes we may wish that God made us differently. There's a, the famous story from Martin Buber of Rabbi Zuzia, who was talking and he said, when I come into the world to come, they're not going to ask me, why were you not Moses? Why were you not this perfect, quote unquote, leader? What are they going to say? Why were you not Zuzia? And your name isn't Zuzia, so you have to insert your name into that, right? <laughs> Unless your name is Zuzia, but I doubt that. Sometimes we may wish that God made us differently with different strengths. God, if you'd only, you did a pretty good job with me, but the only, if you'd only made me strong in this area, then I could really do that thing that you asked me to do. Have you ever said something like that to the Lord? Here's what Isaiah has to say about this. Woe to the one who quarrels with his maker. A piece of pottery among the other earthenware, pottery pieces. Will the clay say to the potter, what are you doing? <laughs> or the thing that you are making say, he has no hands. Woe to him who says to a father, what are you fathering? Or to a woman, to what are you giving birth? This is like a pot arguing with the potter. Hey, why did you make me so short and stout? Probably so God can tip you over and there you go. It's like a baby arguing with its father and mother. Thankfully, our son did not appear and start arguing with us about our parenting. Why did you do that? But this is what we do with God. Our weaknesses and unique traits are what God uses to bring glory to himself and ultimately to bring us joy and fulfillment because we have to rely on him to do the work, to do the avodah that he asked us to do. In one sense, there is a sense that we are fit. We are all fit and designed to do the work, the avodah. But in another sense, really none of us <laughs> is fit in our own abilities. I can't even focus in prayer without the Spirit of God enabling me to do so. And even then, sometimes our minds wander. Uh, what was I? Oh, right. Baruch. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We're in process. I can't worship him without his help. And that's how he designed us. He holds my very breath in his hands. But with him, in him, I can do everything that he asked me to do. I am uniquely called to do it. In my vocational work as a rabbi, I was told by many advisors that I had to do what's called small groups, sometimes called havara groups. That was the way for folks to grow. They said, you have to do it. So this was the ideal sandwich of a congregation. So I was like, okay, let's do it. But guess what? I relaunched our Havara groups about five years ago and uh, people didn't really come. It just didn't flourish. So what did I do? <laughs> I tried something else. I was like, you know what? I think if we organize relational shalom events where once a month we go do an activity like we visit the Jewish Museum at Beth Ahaba, or faith night at the diamond, or have a worship night right here, or do a barbecue and Bible study. If we do something like that, I bet folks would come. So I did, and that is what flourished. 
right? That is what happens. Every time we do it, there's like 15 to 20 people and people get to know each other. There's folks that come from outside our community and get to know us. And there's gospeling, there's relational stuff. The presence of God is there. God is in it. When I kept doing these things, I kept doing it because that's what worked for our community. And what I'm saying is we can do that as individuals. If something isn't working, maybe the Lord is nudging us to try something else. And it's okay that it didn't work because we're not perfect, but we're stumbling through and we're relying on him and we try things and we ask for his help. And if we don't listen to our wives the first time, you know, hopefully we do the second time. We're getting through it. If a particular method of prayer or work that is very common, everyone says, oh, you gotta do this. If that doesn't work for you, try something else, right? It's okay to make mistakes. And it's okay to learn over time how God designed you to flourish. It's okay to learn over time how God designed you to flourish. In this week's Parsha, the servant of Abraham, who doesn't even have a name, at least in this part of the Torah, elsewhere he's called Eliezer, he's given the task of finding a wife for Isaac. We read this earlier. So he goes and he asks God for guidance to find a wife for the son of Abraham who was nearly sacrificed. Then the nameless servant goes and prays this simple prayer. And we heard this earlier. Adonai, the God of Abraham, my master, he said, please make something happen before me today and show loyalty to Abraham, my master. Look, I am standing by the spring of water and the daughters of the men of the city are going out to draw water. Now let it be that the young woman to whom I say, please tip your jar so that I may drink, and she will say, drink, and I'll also water your camels. Let her be the one you have appointed for your servant Isaac. So by this I'll know that you have shown graciousness to my master. And as the story unfolds, Rebecca does exactly this, and she is within the broader family of Isaac, sharing his values and belief in the same God of Abraham. But the point here is that this nameless servant is the matchmaker for Isaac, which is the reason that his son, Jacob, exists. If he didn't do this, Jacob would not exist. And that is the reason that all of Israel exists, because we're all descended from Jacob. He's the first one to be called Israel. So this nameless servant is the only person in all of history to do this particular task. And that means that our avodah, our calling, our work, our prayers, our worship, they are unique to us and they are important. They are important to the kingdom. Here's another way to think about it. I'm the only one throughout all history called to be my son's father. No one else can do that job. When he's very young, as he grows, this is changing, but his mother can nourish him from her own body, but I couldn't do that. And a lot of fathers kind of feel this inadequacy because he came out of her, right? And then she could nourish him. And I'm just kind of standing around like, uh, maybe I could do some dishes or how could I help, right? <laughs> but we have to realize that God did not make us mothers if we're fathers. They have unique strengths and abilities and gifts that we don't have. But there are ways that I can connect with our son that my wife doesn't because that's not her personality, and vice versa. The ways that she connects with him that I can't. How beautiful is the love and care that God has for us? 
has for the calling and the work that we do, the service that we do, the service. Think about the care that he had for Abraham's servant, the uniqueness and the specialness of that assignment. How unique and special is our assignment? We're the same as the servant of Abraham. Think of the compassion of God to craft you with unique strengths and unique weaknesses to do something that was just designed for you to do. To pray as only you can. To worship the Lord as he designed you. To work, to serve as he made you to do it. As we wrap up here, let's take a trip to the Short Pump Mall for our final picture. This is the Pit and the Peel. It's a restaurant which has a few locations. Sadly, however, the Short Pump location, you notice I went by there, I took this picture, and it has closed. There are other locations that are still open, but I think I have a sense of why this might be. You see, the name of their restaurant lists two items that are not food. You can eat neither a pit nor a peel. So I think this is the reason for their demise, perhaps. <laughs> At least in this franchise location. But my point is this. Just because a hot dog is a sandwich doesn't make everything food. So ditching the analogy for a second, which I'm sure you're all happy about, praying in the afternoon instead of praying first thing in the morning is okay. But our prayers should conform over time to the scriptures. If you pray for a million dollars or your work is unethical or hurtful to yourself or hurtful to others, then it's not avodah. So not everything is avodah. Not everything we do is godly service of the heart. But everything that we do can be as unto the Lord if we are fitting within the broad definition of what work and service and worship is according to the narrative of the scriptures, right? Which talks about God's love, which says that we love God and we love our neighbor as ourself. So now, let's seek the Lord for his unique calling. Let us cease comparing ourselves to what we think is normal prayer or service or work. And let's, yeah, I said it, let's be a hot dog. Let's do the unique, or a burrito, let's do the unique work that he asked us to do in humility and trust. Amen. Avinu, Father, thank you for your love for us, that you have lavished your compassion on us and that you have given us avodah. You've given us meaningful work and prayers to do. Help us not to compare ourselves to others or to what we think is normal or what we should be doing, but help us to embrace how you made us, Lord, with our strengths and with our weaknesses and help us to rely on you when we are weak and help us to listen to you and to those that you put in our life to bring us godly counsel, O oh God. And in Yeshua's name we pray, amen. Amen.